Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for the podcast of my patron peeps who love singing to my patron peeps. Patron peeps, thanks you. Thanks you. Thanks, and let's get on with the show. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake it could be thoughts on your mind thoughts like you're thinking about about the past present or the future it could be feelings anything emotionally coming up for you about those thoughts or the past present the future you know the feelings they're they're there feelings sometimes they're there sometimes they're really there sometimes you wonder where feelings uh, what more can I say? I could say a lot more, but uh, what do you, also physical sensations, whatever else could be keeping you awake. It could be changes in your time, your temperature, your routine. You could, you might not know. Yeah, I've been there, uh, waking up early. I said, what's up with that? Uh, I thought I was going to sleep later. Uh, pacing dog, that's what I had last night that was keeping me up. Uh, Co was pacing between my daughter's room and my room. Turned out it was just uh, she just needed to be tucked back in. I said, "Like, uh, what's going on?" Uh, I, I get I get out of bed. I said, "What's going on? Uh, what can I do for you? What can I do you for?" I figured we were on our way out the front door, but she said, "No." Um, I mean, she wasn't cool. She was actually very clear because you know if, if she wanted to uh, go to the restroom, she probably would have led me or she would have followed me because I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go up there. I'm going to lead by example, use the old WC. And then I came back down. She was still down in my room and she's like literally wanted to be tucked in. I think, uh, I mean, she may have, uh, like my daughter may, here's what I'm guessing. Uh, but maybe my daughter shifted where she was sleeping. They threw her co off. She got out of bed. She was going to get back in bed. And she said, I prefer to be tucked in. So I just tucked her in in, in my room on, on her, uh, what do you call it? Her dog bed. That's what you call it, right? Where a dog sleeps, a dog bed. And I put her green blanket on her, folded over once, and then I put it on her, much like uh, talk about service. Uh, Yes, I, I, uh, this is, these are the services I provide for my dog. Uh, that's why I also make a sleep podcast. Uh, these things go together. Oh, what time was it? About, it was somewhere between one thirty and 2 in the morning. And I was deep asleep until the pacing began because I could hear it. Uh, also, I put in a new nightlight, so I said, okay. Was that in my imagination? No, we can see the nightlights. And she paced like nine or ten times. But whatever is keeping you awake, like I said, it could be something new every time, or it could be something, you're, you know, situational, whatever it is. I'm here to help. Uh, I'm really here to keep you company, whether you're awake or asleep. And what I propose to do is I'm going to try to create a safe place where you can set all that aside. I smooth it, I pat it, I rub it down. 
a, a blank, you know, I provide a blanket. I get practice with my dog. I say, okay, go ahead, lie down. You, I, that's what I said to her. I said, okay, so you don't got to go to the bathroom? I said, do you want to lie down? She lied down. I said, do you want your blanket? You want to be tucked in? Okay, got it. Job done. So I'm here to tuck you in in, in a little bit more uh, different way than tucking in my dog. Because actually, she doesn't like to be. Here's the thing. When I tuck her in, no talking involved. I found she doesn't like to be tucked in. So I guess figuratively, it's pretty close to tucking her in. I drape, I drape, I drape her in. I drape her down. I gave her the old Don Draper. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, I mean, I guess I do. It sells her on going back to bed because I drape a blanket over her. But I found if I tuck it, in, tuck her in. One, she doesn't like that because she either thinks that I'm trying to do something or I'm tickling her. And, but also I think it just makes her too warm where if the blanket's just draped, you know, she can move around, she can get her feet out, you know? I mean, if you got four paws instead of two feet, you're probably, if you're, you know, my feet get warm sometimes. I mean, she's got four paws. Oh, I was supposed to be introducing a sleep podcast. Sorry. This is my new product for, uh, no, just for Koa, uh, Don Drapering. You see, Scoots, was that a move you did on a snowboard, the, the Don Draper? Nope, it's just when I put a blanket on my dog, folded over blanket. Uh, just uh, not always, but that's when I call it the Don Draper. When I sell her, I'm going back to sleep uh, by draping a blanket. I call it the Don Draper. So, no, it doesn't have to do with snowboarding, but uh could be a skateboard mover. I'm sure it is somewhere, maybe 10, maybe ten years ago when it was relevant. Uh, uh, like it could have been, but right now it's not, none of it is relevant to making a silly podcast or barely relevant. So if you're new, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. I mean, what's the kind of thing, if you if you watch Don, I could see Don Draper draping a dog, so actually it fits within the character, too. What's the kind of thing Don Draper would do? Not a perfect, you know, not a perfect person, but probably would drape a blanket on a dog. So I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents, which you've already seen. Superfluous tangents, pointless meanders, and creaky, dulcet tones have gone off topic. Where I was trying to introduce the podcast, and I went off topic early, and then I went off topic again. And all that is part of the spirit of the show uh, because this is a podcast you just barely listen to. You just kind of listen, or you can listen if you need to. This podcast is here to be here for you, to keep you company, but it can keep you company in a way where you could be a little bit engaged with it or not engaged at all. So it's a podcast you don't really listen to. You just kind of listen to it in a fuzzy way, kind of like the fuzzy blanket I put on my furry dog. And, oh, good question. I just felt it coming in from the audience. No static. We've never had, with this particular blanket, we've never had a static issue. Trying to think. It's been a few years. It has come up before. I'm glad you asked that question. But no static. I think maybe when we had, when I lived at a place with a hardwood floor, we may have had some static issues where I would have to touch something before I did the John Draper. 
Not the John Draper. I don't know what the, the John Draper's when I hit the uh, Draper after going to the John to warm her up. Uh, um, so, okay. Oh, so this is a podcast you don't really listen to. Also doesn't really put you to sleep. It, it's here to keep you company while you fall asleep. So I make this show for everybody that's listening, but I keep in mind that there's a small percentage of listeners that maybe are going through something or have a type of insomnia or need a break during the day and they need to listen. So I'm here to keep you company to the very end. And I think that's really what works about the show is that I'm here for you. And maybe some part of your mind knows that and it can and it can just listen to me ramble on and on and on instead of bugging you about the spreadsheet or, or whatever the shopping list or whatever's keeping you awake. So those are two things to know. The show is really supported by a foundation of this fact. You are important and you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a safe place in a bedtime you could feel good about. And that's really, my dream would be to provide a bedtime that everybody can look forward to. That's not really achievable, but that's what I strive for. And uh, it's just a fact, like, you really do deserve a good night's sleep. And I know how it feels, as I said, in the deep, dark night, trying to get back to sleep after that one. It it was just like where I was, like, I said, okay, now I'm going to get back to sleep. And then it was like a little bit elusive for me. And then I also said, well, should I, should I just go for it and take her out? She, she didn't have to go to the bathroom. But, you know, then my, my, my mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. So I've been there. I know how it feels. But I also know if you get the rest you need, if you get the rest you deserve, your life's going to be more manageable. It's going to be better. And that means the world we all live in is a better place to be in. If your life's better, all our lives are better. And I know part of you might not feel that's true. It is. It is really true. And it really is important. So those are a couple things to know. There's also a bunch of other things that throw new listeners off. One fact is this podcast just does not work for everybody. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. But even for the hundreds of thousands of regular listeners, it takes two or three tries. That's what tons and tons of reviews say. I would say the majority of our reviews say one of three things. I strongly loathe you, but people use more creative language than that. I, it took two or three tries, and then I started realizing the podcast will never make any sense, and now I fall asleep to it. Or I've tried everything, and everything was a little bit too normal for me, and nothing worked until I found this show. And all those are really important to me. So if you loathe me... Give it a few tries if you can, but you don't have to. Sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you has a ton of other sleepy stuff and sleep audio you could check out. But uh, give the show a few tries just in case it'll work or come back a few months later or a few years later. That's what other reviewers say. They say, I loved you at first, and then a couple of years later, I tried again, and now I, I, listen, I love this show so much I almost never listen to it, but it's always playing. So give it a few tries and see how it goes. Another thing about the show that I like to set up here is the structure of the show. The show is structured in a very specific way, but you can adjust as you become a regular listener how you listen. But really because we, this is just the way we deliver the show and it, it kind of works for the majority of listeners, but you can change it up as you become a regular listener and see what works for you. 
But the show is designed in a particular way. It starts off with a greeting. Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Usually I say something funny. Today I couldn't think anything funny or barely funny if, you, if you're, you know, stickler. And, uh, like, that way you feel seen and greeted and welcomed in. Then there's support. So the show can be free on all plat- podcast platforms is what my goal is. And come out twice a week. That's what seems to work best. And the sponsors and the people that support the show on Patreon are the ones that enable that. Uh, Then there's support for listeners. And then there's an intro, which we're most of the way through. The intro is around 12 to 20 minutes long. And the intro, the support can really throw people off. But the intro, sometimes people think it's part of the support or part of the housekeeping. It really is a show within a show where I try to introduce what the podcast is and then I go off topic. I think about what my dog was doing last night or whatever it is. And then I think about Don Draper and then I think about, and, and even part of my brain is still running to say, well, what would you do on a snowboard if you like, and you say, but what does it matter scoots? Cause it's not relevant anymore. And I say, come on, you know, there's a Don Draper project. It might be Don Draper jr. Or something. But there's got to be a Don Draper project in the, you know, somewhere, it, whether it's, you know, a miniseries, a, a full length motion picture or, you know, another series. I mean, probably, you know, or a pamphlet. You see, oh, yeah, there's yeah, uh, Matthew Weiner just, oh, he just called in on my imaginary phone. He said, yeah, I'm working on a four page pamphlet. Uh, it's uh, uh, as of yet untitled, untitled Don Draper pamphlets. Uh, I'd say, well, I love that, Matthew, because I'm sure that creative limitation is really going to get the most out of you. And I, I mean, I'm not kidding. I'd be delighted to see it because I'd say, what would even a Don Draper, I mean, other than being stunningly handsome and, uh, I don't know, like super good at advertising and charming people and, you know, being interesting to say, oh, this, this is interesting watching this Don Draper what would I do? I don't think I would, could do that or would do that, but uh, I like watching him do it. Oh, boy. To a TMI. Okay, so that don't put that in the pamphlet. Um, where was it? Oh, the intro can get really... Uh, it goes on and on and on. So that can be frustrating if you're new because you say, aren't you going to get to the point? Aren't you going to get to the bedtime story? Why are you going on and on about your dog and putting a blanket on it? And I say, well, because the intro serves as a transition from being awake to going to sleep. It's part of people's wind-down routine. And you could do that whatever works for you. Some people are getting ready for bed. Some people are in bed. Some people are sleeping. Some 2 or 3% of people skip the intro. A few thousand people listen to story-only episodes on Patreon. But for most people, you're doing something calm, maybe, or or you're just getting comfortable. And it just helps ease you into bedtime. It's just what I've seen work personally and from all the sleep information I've taken in over the past, whatever, seven, eight, nine years, is that winding down and having a transition, having a twilight, is what sets me up personally for success a lot of the time to get a good night's sleep. And so the intro is kind of this transition phase to ease you into bedtime. Then after the intro will be support for the show. Again, my goal twice a week for free. 
And then there'll be a bedtime story. Tonight it'll be our episodically modular series, Spice Friends. I think it's finally the title I decided on here on episode three or episode four. I think this episode, this intro is for episode three, though, I hope. Uh, and um, then there's thank yous at the end. So this is structure of the show. That's why I make the show. And I'm really glad you're here. I work really hard. I yearn and I strive. I really hope I can help you fall asleep. Thanks again for coming by. And here's a couple of ways I'm able to do this for you free twice a week. Uh, hey, everybody, Scoots here. This is our ongoing episodically modular series, Spice Friends. Uh, I have trouble saying that, Spice Friends. And it's a tale of a world pretty much like our world in a little bit in the future. Episodically modular means you can listen to them in any order. So even though this is episode three, don't worry. You could listen to episodes one and two after you listen to episode nine and ten. and it just Or episode three first and then episode one and two. Because I'm going to tell you everything you need to know right now. Uh, that way, that's uh, like you say, well, I like reoccurring characters, but I don't like having to listen to things in order. I say, that's what episodically modular is all about. So tonight's episode and the series uh, Spice Friends, you know, this is one of those series could have multiple titles. Uh, the big ones, big emojis, or the Spice Friends. Because thus far, we knew about the big ones and our two main characters, President Willow, uh, or President Willow Smith and President or the and the astronaut. I could have, should have done a series. Maybe that'll be like uh, the Winter Soldier. That'll be like a like a little Cold War espionage series. I'll do one other day, some other day. So, OK, so where were we? Well, uh, so the series is about, so President Smith, she's the president of the Cooperative Nations, which is uh, a broader, more, I think, more than just what would be called the United States, but like uh, she's what we would call president of the world. That's the easiest way to say it, but not in a. in a, in some sort of elected way. We haven't got into any parliamentary procedure at all. Uh, but because, uh, say that, that, that would actually keep, you know, some people might say Thomas guide. I'm, I'm, I'm re, like, I want more Robert, more Robert's rules of order. And I'd say, well, there's probably a podcast out there for that, but it, this isn't the one. So let's just go with the fact President Smith is president of the world in shorthand that it, you know, took me five sentences to say. And the astronaut is an is a astronaut that went to outer space and returned with some secret information, special knowledge. You the special knowledge you need to solve a big problem. In this case, the problem was the big ones. And again, the big ones are something you're familiar with uh, for the most part if you've consumed any kind of. Uh, uh, the film, you, if you've been around for the past, in any time in the last hundred years, uh, you've probably seen them portrayed in different media. They're giant beings. They like to step on stuff. Sometimes they raise their voices. Sometimes they get into dances with one another. 
They go out, they go to cities, they, you know, skyscrapers tremble when, when, when you see a big one. And if you're a skyscraper, you might, oh, especially neon signs. If you're a neon sign or someone that lives near a neon sign, you say, oh boy, that's a big one. Is that, you know, moth breath who's in this episode or, you know, lizard head? Or ankle, you know, ankylosaurus, or you know, fur, 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 you know, somebody. I don't know. Those aren't necessarily big ones, but uh, so we lived in a world just like you see in the movies. At one time, actually, when President Smith was Vice President of the United States, Smith, uh, big ones came. And her father, President Smith, they they happen to be the first father-daughter, president-vice-president team. Uh, he he did his best to deal with stuff, and he d- dealt with it. Or he bought us enough time, actually, and he got all the big ones on this island called Big One Atoll. That had been our solution for a while. But, uh, you know, things go through phases, uh but President Smith got him there. President Smith went to the big, you know, big, big one in the sky. President Smith actually took a super serum that turned President Smith into a big one. That happened before our series, though. But would have been, would be a cool movie to see. Probably won't see it because people say that that's like a doesn't. They say so a regular person. I say, well, no, no, not a regular person. President Smith. Uh, a hero who had in now I'm telling you a backstory, but a, a hero who had lost a lot of stuff uh, and still wanted to save so many things and still had so many things to save. Uh, gave all, not just everything, but also his humanity and his role as president of the United States to become a big one himself to get the big ones to Big One Island again so Planet Zipper could put them in hibernation, also our entire planet in hibernation. But it ends up big ones hibernate longer. If you if your whole planet gets hit by what I could assume is a hibernation ray or beam. Uh, but so, yeah, this is probably a better point to introduce. All of the big ones for a while had been asleep on Big One Island, hibernating. The astronaut returned from a trip to Planet Zipper, where the astronaut was supposed to get secret knowledge to deal with the big ones on a longer-term basis. President Smith, of course, she was like, this is great. Would he got some sort of serum or some sort of, you know, device? Or like what, some sort of technique? He said, yeah, I do have a technique. It's called uh, children's programming and the joy of dance and song. And even though this is fiction, so it's not based on any sort of sound practices for teaching lessons through joy and dance. This astronaut was like based, like if they were in a non-fictional world, that of course would happen. But they said, yeah, we're going to teach song and dance to children and everything's going to work out with these big ones. And, of course, President Smith said, I have constituents here to deal with, uh, and so I'm going to have to make alternative plans. 
because what are we going to do? And then a big one awoke, moth breasts, uh, the moth, uh, the big moth. Uh, and then moth breasts sealed all the other big ones in cocoons, or not cocoons, but, you know, wrapped them in silk. Then it found we found out that the big one that uh, there's some sort of followers of moth breasts that were singing to moth breasts and they claimed to be able to control moth breasts. And they said, by the way, we want a bunch of stuff and a bunch of power, or we're going to, you know, moth breasts going to do stuff. Now, we never determined if they were like, uh, if they were telling the truth or not, because the astronaut did point out. Well, it seems like this behavior is what moth, how moth breath would behave either way. Now, meanwhile, President Smith was like, well, what about this solution from Planet Zipper? And they had kind of introduced these characters called the Spice Friends over the past few years uh, that were super popular on Serial and stuff, and they were supposed to launch a show. Originally, it was just supposed to be part of a, a broader show, but then last week, it turned out they said, well, let's go with the Spice Friends idea. And they taught a pretty simple lesson about how, like, dancing and saying, hey, I see you. I'm so glad to see you. Welcome. Come on in. Oh, you're having strong feelings? Okay, I can see that. Uh, I'm here to help. It was more or less the 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 crux of the show. And... Ended up that that actually worked. Oh, because the astronaut had a manifestation theory who said, all of a sudden these big ones appeared on Earth right around the time we started futzing around with splitting atoms and fusing them and fissioning them. And basically, does that stir some sort of archetypal deep feelings in humans knowing that humanity has crossed a threshold of discovery? Where the threshold is is power is power powerful enough, you know, to unhumanity everybody. And what is that? Is that what true? Like, how come the big ones appeared then? You know, a lot of people say, well, it's probably because they want to eat that stuff or something. And the manifestation theory would say, no, it's because once we had those strong feelings, it created the big ones. So now I'm putting words in the astronaut's mouth, but more or less, well, I think we could maybe we can manifest the something in not in opposition to those feelings, but like something that also manifests from feelings that are more positive and maybe more empowering. And then if you don't, you know, what harm could it be in empowering children through the song, power of song and dance? I'm sure someone would find a way, but at least in this story, it's a good thing. Now, turns out, astronaut was right. They started doing these dances. It did take a couple, uh, a few different writing sessions and rehearsals. All of a sudden, a giant cinnamon stick with a big smile, arms and legs, same size as moth breath appears in moth breath's path as moth breath is approaching the shoreline of uh, one of one of the like a country and that's where we left off uh, big big smiling uh, big eyes beautiful beautifully kind looking giant cinnamon stick uh, and then a big moth uh, known as moth breath uh, but here We've got a big Hollywood actor with a big, whose heart is bigger 
than than anything else. Well, maybe not as big as his smile and his charm, but probably it is. That's probably where it comes from anyway. Mr. Antonio Banderas. Uh, thank you, Scooter. Is this a ladies? Is this a gentleman? Is a boys? Is the girls? The friends beyond the binary? It's time for an adventure with our spice friends. <sighs> Spicy. Oh, thanks. That's Mr. Antonio Banderas, and this is Spice Friends, everybody. Okay, I'm recording here, and I'm trying to assess uh, how things are going. I mean, this first recording, I'm still kind of having trouble absorbing things. Uh, there is a giant smiling cinnamon stick, one of the Spice Friends that I've seen. And believe it or not, as an aside, that is actually my favorite cereal, Cinnamon Spice. And I know it's changed over the years because originally it looked like cinnamon sticks, and then there was some confusion around that they're not real cinnamon sticks. They were cereals, so then it was changed to its current uh, incarnation. But I love the flavor and the crunch. So I guess that makes it even harder for me as president of the world shorthand uh, to think clearly. And if I hadn't lived my life, I would think I was in a dream. And I still wonder if I'm in a dream, but I know I'm not because I have a lot of responsibility to carry through with. So as I'm recording this, I just watched Cinnamon Spice come out of the sea or appear in the sea. And as a bright, sunny day, Cinnamon Spice came up uh, and stood between uh, the shore and Mothbreath, who was flying. And Mothbreath has kind of been circling and yelling and I'm watching multiple live feeds now, and I have a meeting uh, because, uh, I, because we had, well, I guess I have a meeting with you. I'm waiting for you to contact me and come in here. Uh, I don't know who's going to be listening to this. Maybe you will be, but it is heavy for me, and I can't help but be excited to see what is happening, and I hope you're right, and I hope this is the solution. I also am trying to figure out what's going on on Big Ones Atoll. But yeah, part of me is like, this could be it. Uh, this could solve everything. Also, well, I don't know. So, so okay, so Moss Breath is now moving in. And uh, Cinnamon Stick is, is, has been slowly back to, towards the shore. And, okay, Moth Breath is kicking up a lot. Well, we've seen this pattern of behavior before, kicking up a lot of sand and kind of creating a tornado with its wings. Oh, no. So Cinnamon Stick fell down. And this is a highly, the cinnamon stick is uh, getting buried in, the, the, there's giant dunes on the shore, and the, the dunes are, okay, well, hold on, huh, oh. 
Sorry, I'm not good at recording this because Cinnamon Stick is being buried in the sand. In a sandstorm, it's hard to see, but it's pretty clear that the giant dunes kind of rolled down onto Cinnamon Stick. So, um, well, that was a pretty quick change in my feelings because uh, if a Cinnamon Stick... Okay, they said you're about to come in. I'm going to have to pause this recording. But if that stick is n- not coming out of that sand... Uh, that's one option down. I have two options left, uh, seemingly. So, okay. So, okay. Uh, let me, uh, okay. I, okay. Well, let me pause it. I, I was recording something. Okay. I'm back. And it's been a little while since I hit record on this. And I don't know if this will stir your memories, but uh, we talked about it. And you were excited, and then you were less crestfallen than me, I think probably because you don't have as much responsibility as me. But you also had to—you said, trust me, it's going to be okay. Don't worry. Or go ahead and worry, but it's still going to be okay. Uh, well, Cinnamon Stick will get through this. And for for a short time, the whole world— uh, you know, the, there was news reports and, and uh, takes on it that Cinnamon Stick was buried and in the sand and not coming out. Uh, Moss Press seemed to be pretty thorough in its burying of Cinnamon Stick. Uh, and then Moss Press uh, headed inland to deal with the uh, port uh, that had launched the ship Uh that had the materials that it was it was meant to create a distraction. Now, meanwhile, you had said, "Don't worry, we're going to go. We've got a show ready to go, live to air." The writing team and the entire team has been working on ideas, and uh, we're going to get Cinnamon Stick up. And you did this show about falling down. And saying again these kind of same things. Hey, I see you there. I see you fell down. Go ahead and get back up. Uh, wow, did that. Uh, but go ahead and get up. Uh, and you had some different chants and call and responses to that. Uh, and Cinnamon Stick did unbury itself uh, and dust itself off, uh, very similar to the message you gave to the children and the adults and the parents and the young adults and the older adults and the sentient mammals watching the show, or even non-sentient mammals, because I saw my cat watching it. But my cat may be familiar with Cinnamon Stick, though not a giant Cinnamon Stick from this box as a cereal that was throughout my life I ate. So it was kind of convenient, I guess, it was a serial design at least, because then you created like a little mini churros, uh, which are very similar to Cinnamon Stick. But I know that was just licensing. I know you weren't you weren't even on Earth working on the serials, but it was part of the plan. And I, I guess I did feel a connection to Cinnamon Stick, so I was relieved uh, as. Uh, uh, Cinemas kind of started waving 
And at the time, I didn't realize this, but at the same time saying, like, looking at moss breath and letting moss breath know that Cinnamon Stick could see moss breath. And moss breath circled around, though Cinnamon Stick was still on the ground. And you said, don't worry, we have a plan. Uh, and you had already kind of done another show. And it, would, it meant a lot to me, I guess, because there was always these truisms, right? Bend, don't break uh, was one of them that you kind of turned on its head and lean in. But also, what what's the chances that uh, cinnamon stick's natural shape, or I guess, well, the natural shape of a produced cinnamon stick, uh, which is curled in on itself would actually be perfect for absorbing wind gusts and propelling them back towards the gust source. So, I don't know, I can't remember the song because I had so many things going on, but Ben, don't break, lean in, your natural shape will take uh, the wind, will head back towards its wake or something. I can't remember. It was catchy, and I liked how there was dancing and leaning in and I don't know if this is just me, but the idea that uh, Moth Breath was still in this passive uh, action uh, or passive con- passive active conflict, like, uh, again, very much like uh, different martial arts, even though at this point it was still at a distance, taking the wind, blowing it back at Moth Breath, and Moth Breath getting more and more frustrated. Now, at the same time, I had to take action because I didn't know how this was going to turn out. I know how I wanted it to turn out. So I'd sent uh, a large team undercover uh, to Big One's Atoll, and we had already kind of had a team there, uh, Like, but we sent a larger team to deal with these people that had a moth-based belief system because they had gotten in. And we did not know about them. I mean, Big One's Atoll is large, and we try, even with the teams we have living there, they're supposed to maintain very, very low profile because the worst thing that could happen is you wake the big ones up. So uh, we sent them to meet to gather up the people who believe in moth breath, who woke moth breath, uh, and we're going to start interviewing them and trying to find out uh, what's going on. Because you have your own opinion on it, that moth breath was just foul. And now, okay, I'm watching. I'm going to have to stop because this is another thing that's about to unfold between moth breath and Oh, wait a second. So you had another song just coming out about Spicy, and Moth Breath tried to use its beak uh, to take some cinnamon stick, which we learned from the whole cinnamon cereal, cinnamon stick thing. You don't want to take a bite of a cinnamon stick. It's hard and spicy. And I like that spicy, spicy chant, uh, that one. Uh, But so... I don't know. I can't, I do not want to be placed in my father's position again. 
Uh, and I'm not talking about the position of becoming a big one. I'm talking about the choice my father made that led to all of that, uh, because the choice I'm facing would be much more amplified in order to, to, uh, so I'm just hoping this works out because, uh, we're talking about a thousand times more powerful than what my father had to do. But now they're they're going back and forth in some sort of dance, which it looks like, uh, well, this is a bit like wrestling, like dramatized wrestling, professional wrestling, I think is what uh, it was called. Uh, and they're going back and forth, uh, flipping one another and spinning. And Moth Breath is diving and splashing. And I just wonder uh, how this is going to turn out. Uh, this is interesting. Uh, um, so I guess I'll have to wait until till, till you're going to c- catch me up. Uh, okay, so I'm recording again. And I'm, I have two things in balance. Uh, one is that this is still going on. And you are very excited. The whole world's excited. For the most part, a large portion of the world is cheering for Cinnamon Stick. Uh, though there does seem to be some fans of Moth Breath, uh, which doesn't seem to make any sense to me. But I guess people, you know, contrarians uh, are to the contrary. And you're working... Try. It seems like because I mean, I guess my question is: Can this? How can, much can we control this? Right, and then can we win? Uh, can Cinnamon Stick defeat Moth Breast? Uh, and what does that mean? And it seems like uh, Cinnamon Stick uh, that you're kind of. I don't know if lagging indicator is the wrong word, but when you broadcast something, it has some effect, uh, an indirect effect on Cinnamon Stick. Now, the good news is all the other reports have gotten, now these aren't helpful, they're just good news, is that uh, this participatory thing is being very well responded to uh, by children and adults throughout the world. And so that is very, very exciting as, uh, as if we have a long-term solution because uh, uh, so it is helpful and you are helping with their feelings. But I just don't know in the face of two giant beings uh, how helpful that is right now. But it is a piece of good news that I want to talk about because it helps me talk while I'm waiting here and watching this uh, and my advisors are trying to knock and say, can I, and I say, no, 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 I need to focus. Uh, I need my talk out time to talk in, uh, in this case, I'm talking to you. Do, I don't know if you knew that I used to make recordings for my father uh, before this. And some would say it was silly and some I would delete or most I would delete because I knew he could hear me or I believed he could hear me. Sometimes I did. Most of the time I just, you know, another part of me said this is silly, but it does have a practical use. Now, I would, would, uh, I, I did, you did invite me into the writer's room and performer's room 
And I will say that this is the first time I've seen you swept up in a wave of emotion, too. And everyone there, the the atmosphere is electric, and I think you're connecting with the atmosphere. And you you do seem to think that 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 cinnamon stick can win. And it is interesting now you being open to some consultations about strategy and saying, okay, well, we're not going to do it. We're, we're just trying to, to, to slowly frustrate moth breath into making an error or tiring out, even though we not, know nothing about the physiology or getting too close and then cinnamon stick would embrace, uh, I guess that's your theory, is it to embrace or use a cinnamon embrace, a cinnamon stick, just like you channeled the wind through the channels of the cinnamon stick? Like, I, I don't know, you said we're working on, you know, open our, open, our, you know, open up. Or I don't know. I, I didn't follow all that because I said, okay. Because I guess I always think, then what? So cinnamon stick would hold moth breath and an embrace. And then what are we going to do? And he said, don't worry, we'll get to that when we get to that. Uh, and, and, but again, I say, okay, well, can cinnamon stick walk on the bottom of the ocean? Can cinnamon stick swim? I mean, cinnamon stick's in a very, uh, on the shores of a place that tried to, to plant a, a ship to destroy, you know, to use the big ones offensively. And who now feel like we're using, you know, that they got turned against them. So I'm supposed to just trust that things are going to work out. Uh, even though you said they're not going to work out 100% good or 100% bad. So I, I don't know. I just need to talk that out. And then the stuff with the moth, people with the moth based belief system. So, uh, this is just as confusing. When I started getting re- reports in, they said, yeah, most of these people are young adults, are almost kids. Uh, you would call them college age. Uh, uh, that, uh, and there are, uh, you know, a range of adults and some younger children there too. But that, that they got caught up in this idea. Uh, particularly moth breath, and, and uh, you know, I think uh, the moth breath just has this uh, allure about it. Maybe because of the journey it took over the history of the big ones, from actually being a caterpillar to a moth, or whatever you call it, larvae or whatever, and that transformation, and then the, the fact that there were stingers associated with, you know, that that it could be, be, I don't know, there was just, it's strange that out of all the big ones, that particular one had the most allure. But it's also a contrast to you because uh, now not everyone, as, as they've been getting reports of these interviews that have been going on with all these moth-based believers, uh, but there are some people that really believe in it, uh, just like you believe in cinnamon stick and uh, this performance of joy and dance. So it, it, it is interesting, right, that, uh, that, that this is happening. It, they're both happening at the same time, and they do believe that they 
can influence moss brass and that moss brass in their little dip dismayed they said Mothbred did what all of you couldn't do, sealed up all the other big ones. And then all Mothbred did was try to deal with the, the the split atoms that were in that ship. Like, why would one place try to send split atoms to another place to attract big ones? Uh, of course, Mothbred's going to try to deal with that and... And that moth breath is the hero we're, we're, we're looking for. Now, there's different degrees to that. There's people that just said, well, just I just hoped. Uh, or what else am I going to do? Like, I wanted to take action. So, I don't know, I'm trying to identify and find the commonalities because otherwise I would be in a place of just pure judgment where I can't think clearly. That's why I do these talk outs. Okay, so they, apparently they arrived on the island, they made a home, they located Moth Press, they'd met, you know, over the, the interwebs and stuff, and, uh, you know, participated and got interested and, and vetted one another, they had an application process, and, you know, to see who was participating it's really actually thorough, and the reports I'm getting are very thorough. That I mean, obviously it's all easy to track, but that uh, you could join and you could gather information and participate in their discussions about moth brass and this mythology, or I guess in a sense a religion, and uh, you could do all that. But to get to the final stages, for the most part, you also had to participate and, and to ease your way into being a part of uh, this group, this community. And, you know, for the most part, uh, part of me wants to say, okay, but except that they're making other demands, right, uh, for, for a lot of uh, goods. And they said, well, if you don't listen to and I think that might be the youth uh, or there's a theories coming in from the interviewer said it's like uh, two leadership groups of the moth-based belief system, and one wants some more tangible results. But again, looking at it from if I like putting myself in their shoes, you say, okay, well, what if the big ones are going to be around for a long time? Well, then we would need plenty of supplies and tangible goods for trade. And different things, you know, to, to keep us in a position of power. So uh, I guess it can understand those demands. Or if moth breath, uh, I know it's again, very many people are 100% in, right? They say, well, what if moth breath, uh, let's get what we can just in case things don't work out. What if moth breath doesn't just, uh, we don't sing and Moth Breath uh, does what we want Moth Breath to do. Now, they were also searching for beings from another planet, uh, and that's a part of their belief system. I haven't quite, I haven't had a chance to sit down and absorb everything. And I know this is somehow related, you know, to the history of Moth Breath, uh, but some of that stuff was, was uncovered as not true, and some of it was uncovered as plausible. But these, they're searching also for these two, two beings from another world that can also 
Like, so they actually, like, they're not exactly controlling Mothbreath directly. They're making their pleas to these two twins from another world where apparently they have twins as well. And the twins are influencing Mothbreath. But that's happening on a vibrational level, which goes to somehow relate to your manifestation theory that, that, uh, you know, that, that, uh, I don't know, this confusing, confusing stuff. One of the things that sticks most out to me, though, is motivation. Because I look at the similarities and I try to take three more steps, step into shoes and step also three steps back uh, to look at things. And I look at your motivations and at least... uh, and your actions, do they align with your motivations, which it seems to be, or the other impacts of your actions, which is helping people feel their feelings about the big ones and have some empowerment, right? That does seem to not be a pure motiv- motivation, but the results in what is driving the action is... uh an empowered thing, I guess, as a leader, I'd say, okay, that's a different kind of empowerment. Harder, because I, I can't even buy into it totally. And again, I'm trying to figure out my choices that I have to make uh, and that I don't want to make them. And that's why I'm talking things out, too. Now, the, the everyone with a moth-based belief system, even with these two kind of... Uh, leaders, uh, leadership styles uh, within their community. Most of the belief uh, is not coming from the same place. Now, it's not coming from a place that's all good or all bad, but the feelings driving their actions and the results from their actions are more in the F-E-A-R zone, where uh, that's what's guiding their choices. So... Uh, you know, and kind of the, the vibrations that are heading out from them is like, what can we do? Uh, because this is not going well. And like almost like a, a, a place of non-acceptance. I can't accept. Uh, huh, so I wonder if that's really your theory, which doesn't help me. None of it helps me, I guess. Because what if you're really... I mean, this is just my imagination now, so maybe I'm operating from that same space of uh, not feeling on solid ground. But what if you're just trying to teach us to live with the big ones? But then why would Cinnamon Spice materialize or come to our aid? I don't know. So, But so what we know from Big Ones Atoll is that... uh, we don't really know anything. And why I'm talking things out is because I don't want to make a choice. I have one big option, uh, which is to make a big ones a toll go bye-bye forever. But And all of the leaders of the world, uh, of, of at least uh, cooperative nations, but a lot of the other places are aware in uh to make big ones atoll go bye bye, it is an atoll in a volcanic volcanic area, uh, and while it's very isolated, uh, 
making it go bye-bye with all the big ones in a way that we would be pretty certain would have an impact on a large uh, swath of the world. It would kind of change the geography of the world and impact uh, everybody uh, in a non-positive way. Uh, so it's a trade-off, I guess you would say. And, you know, my father was placed in a position as president of the United States to make it with Nevada and California and, and the western states. Uh, and people never, even I, you know, could never could like that. Like, like, the, like I still am trying to go through those stages of healing from that, I guess. And I guess we never had a chance because we were dealing with these other events of the big ones and the changes in the world leadership and all of those things. Uh, like, I don't know how much healing has been gone on with that. And that was on a much smaller scale, though a, a, a large scale. So it's like, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to have to even make that choice. Uh, because I don't know what, what I would choose, right? Uh, even now, and I know what I like. I have everybody's opinions, uh, but it stops with me. But again, they say, "Well, if the big ones awake and leave the big ones atoll, we should have, you know, again, we should have done this earlier or whatever." And I say, "No, no, we're not doing anything till the astronaut returns, and we test out the planet zipper plan." But I thought the Planet Zipper plan would involve some technology or some some clear, tangible thing. So that said, as I've been talking, um, it seems like Cinnamon Spice is doing very well. And uh, I, I just watching now as uh, Moth Press has tried to do another strategy but seems tired. Doesn't seem to have full power of flight. And Moth Press is spitting now. Silk spits. Uh, and I, I don't know. A couple of them, Cinnamon Stick kind of batted back. A couple of stuck on Cinnamon Stick. But it doesn't seem... I don't know if, it was, if Moth Press was trying to, you know, make Cinnamon Stick not be able to... Oh, it did. Okay. Yeah, my theory was right. It's trying to cover up Cinnamon Stick's eyes. But I, you, you had already said, okay, we do suspect that the cinnamon sticks, uh, like uh, the Mothra's last move, which now I'm watching it, will be to try to seal cinnamon stick up in silk. But it seems a little bit sloppy. I don't know if that's because of the exhaustion of Mothra's. Uh, I mean, I don't even know how long this has been going on for, days. Uh, but that, uh, so, okay, so right now Mothra's is kind of circling and spraying cinnamon stick. Okay, now more in a deliberate way. Because, again, we, we watch Moth Press. I mean, I guess in the history of the big ones, we've seen this happen before in action. But not, uh, you know, when Moth Press sealed up all the big ones on big ones. They told everyone was um, hibernating. Okay, but cinnamon stick is getting sealed up uh, in silk, in a silk kind of cocoon. But you had said, don't worry, that's what we suspect will happen. We already have a plan and we have it already set in place. Uh, and now everyone is watching. And, okay, so they're going to go to split screen and start airing the show. 
Oh, and you're using the spicy, spicy thing. Oh, and, and it kind of like, uh, oh, and again, the same themes you've been using. Okay, I see you. You, see you, some, you, you had something spicy, touched something hot. Oh, it's hot, it's spicy. Oh, but to kind of let it out, uh, feel it uh, again about, uh, like, don't touch it again, or maybe not touch it, you know, eat that again. I think that's what that, dan- was that what that move said, or that doesn't taste good? Okay, so spicy, 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 it's hot, uh, and a little back off, uh, and now, uh, Moth breath is kind of circling above. Uh, oh, but you can kind of already see the, the heat coming from uh, cinnamon, cinnamon stick. Wow. So it is working. And this one's even more of a direct. Uh, wow, I can even feel it. Uh, you know, that might sound. Well, I guess you, I don't know if you feel it at the broad, you know, broadcasting or your team feels it, but I guess I said it was, the feeling was infectious, uh, but I can, this is happening live and I know that the children of the world feel good about this, the people of the world, or at least uh, I'm imagining, maybe I'm imagining or maybe I'm feeling it. Uh, wow. And the silk, cinnamon stick standing up, the silk is kind of in, ta- ta- oh no. What is Moth Breath doing? It landed not that far from Cinnamon Stick. All the tatters of the silk. Uh, Moth Breath's kind of yelling. Cinnamon Stick's trying to rip off some of the... It was some of its... Wait a second. Now Moth Breath is taking off with... Oh, it looks like it. Okay, I'm gonna. I'll be. I'll be back here in a second. I'm gonna. Um, I gotta check in with with, with you. Okay, so, um, now it looks like our confidence was misplaced. That we. I don't know why, how we fell into this. Uh, that and you were very frustrated with yourself, not with me. And you said we lost. Uh, I mean, I guess I lost my. Can you trust too much, or what's the difference between trust and faith and overconfidence? It seems like we got caught up in that wrestling idea or the action, and I got caught up in it. Because I definitely underestimated moth breath. And as I watched things unfold, I fell into that over, I was swept away. But it seems like, at least apparently, moth breath, either moth breath made the most of a bad situation or had planned this and implemented it. It created a sling and took off with cinnamon stick into the sky and there's nothing cinnamon stick can do because moth breath flew pretty is flying pretty high and you said that uh, you lost uh, your direction i mean this is all happening so fast it's understandable but uh, you kind of got caught up in the action in versus uh 
the purpose and 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 you're you're still saying okay we're working on this we don't know how this is going to unfold uh right now you're telling people to just relax uh it's going to be okay but uh, i mean moth breath is definitely heading back to big ones atoll which leaves me in quite a, a position here we've told uh, the moth breath based beliefs believers uh what uh, that, that we've given the option to leave with a lot of our teams that are leaving Big Ones Atoll. I mean, the return of a sentient moth breath. Uh, I mean, there could be who knows what's going to happen with cinnamon stick uh, and moth breath when they get to the island. But also that I have to make you know we've we've given them the choice to stay, but that the that the island may not exist. Uh, and so everyone's getting as far away from the big ones they told as they can. But the reality is uh, that this could work out in a way I don't it could work out for the best in a way I don't want it to work out for the best. And now Moth Breath is circling big ones atoll, and with uh, cinnamon stick. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. well. Moth breath dropped cinnamon stick right into the volcano and uh, is now just, just circling the island and making a lot of noise. Uh, huh, the volcano seems to be maybe that's spicy, like it's ejecting things. Uh, huh, that's probably not good. And there's a lot of steam coming from the island. Okay, but you're you're calling me, in, so let me let me like uh, you're you're of course going to tell me to hope. Uh, so I hope you're right. Okay, so back again. In so since we talked, Mothrath has landed on the um the rim of the volcano and has been yelling and the remaining moth breath based believers are gathered. I don't know how good moth breath eyes are, but, uh, singing and praising moth breath. But you theorized and your show has gone through with, uh, and it was impressive to watch this team of, uh, that, uh, had been assembled of, uh, writers from around the world and, and, and experts from around the world, and then the writers leaving and, and working on their own, and the performers uh, that, uh, I guess you said, the most important things are, can we see Cinnamon Spice, which uh, was more of a question for everybody's hearts, uh, can, and then to the team and to me, can we see the kids uh, of the world uh seeing cinnamon spice and i guess one thing is i guess i'm not sure i want to feel all this when i know what my choice has to be right but then you said can we see cinnamon spice seeing us seeing cinnamon spice or seeing the children of the world and i said holy john berger this is a, a totally different direction though so we're seeing the children of the world having their real feelings, seeing cinnamon spice, 
And we and the children of the world are supposed to also be imagining or seeing themselves as cinnamon spice, seeing that. Uh, and I don't know how you did it through song and dance uh, and metaphor. I mean, at least for me, you just broke it down clearly because I don't know if I, I guess I didn't need to pick up or the children don't need to pick up on that. That's what you were doing. And then that uh, how Cinnamon Spice is doing and then seeing Cinnamon Spice, seeing Moth Breath, uh, and then seeing Moth Breath, <laughs> seeing the big ones because there has been some activity with the big ones. Uh, we don't, I, I don't know, we, there's like reports on the ground, you know, we cleared out so many people that one of the big ones is stirring from some volcanic activity. But that also drove you to say, well, how do you think Mothbreath is feeling about all this? And then, again, it seemed to work. I said, what, is this going to manifest something else or what? Uh, and, I, and, I know, and I did know that one, one of the things was stirring hot cocoa with a cinnamon stick. Uh, and that, that just suddenly everybody, but that you could do that literally or imaginatively. In thinking about the volcano and your feelings and all that, uh, I picked up, picked up on that, that metaphor. Well, is it a metaphor? And then the steam started to rise out of the volcano in a, a different kind of steam. And Mothbrush just kind of sat there staring, looking, right? Uh, and then looking at the steam and then looking at the big ones. Looking at big ones, hey, toll, looking at the moth based believers. And it getting more and more steamy. And that was kind of the song Steamy, it's hot, steamy, it's hot, steamy, I feel hot. Uh, and it, I mean, this is again strange to say, but I'm trying to talk things out uh, and feel them and talk them out and feel them. I mean, these are tools that, you know, I've learned over the years too, but like I, I haven't been in touch with those feelings about my father or about being in a leadership position and making choices that are tough and that I don't want to make and not wanting to have hope uh, so I could feel it too. Uh, but And then also, well, we got carried away earlier when I was fe having feelings and... Uh, but I was, that makes me feel steamy, steamy, it's hot, it's hot. Uh, and more and more steam seemed to pour over moth breath, and moth breath got wetter and wetter and steamier and steamier. And then, I, I mean, I don't know, I've seen some of the stills, I've seen some of the videos. It did seem like there was a steam version of cinnamon stick there for a time, sitting next to moth breath and... Also enveloping moth breath, uh, first arm around the shoulder. I don't know, like, it was that the dance? It's just in my head of sitting, putting your arm around somebody having cocoa, stirring it with a cinnamon stick. It was in my head, but so steamy, steamy, it's hot. Uh, and then that change started to occur, uh, the moth breath started to get so wet and shaggy, 
and the steam kind of seemed to absorb moth breath uh, in a steam cocoon, I guess is all you could say. And that we couldn't see anything, uh, you know, other than the steam pouring off the mountain and the steam and the fog uh, surrounding Big One's Atoll. And then out of that, uh, into the sky, and again, because of satellites and everything, we had uh, the shots, you know, there was drones from, from different uh, media organizations. And above the steam flew something that was different than moth breath, but that was somehow a fusion of moth breath and cinnamon stick. Flying uh, with a kind of steamy high grace higher and higher into the sky uh, and out of our atmosphere, out of our world. Uh, and from all reports, we're having trouble following them or tracking them but that they've left Earth uh, and they've passed. Uh, they, I don't know where they're going. I mean, part of me wants to say Planet Zipper, but, but or, or uh, I, I, I don't know. So I guess I can't shake it. You know, are they coming back? Uh, what are they doing? What was that? Uh, but but I don't have that luxury either. I have to make, make a decision. We have another big one stirring. So I have to kind of take some time now. You know, listen to the advice coming in, the opinions coming in, the facts coming in, and make a choice here and, and, and process it uh, while we wait and see which big one is waking up now. Right now there's still a lot of steam and fog uh, is there a big one about to come out of hibernation? Multiple big ones. Uh, my choice. I don't, it was so, but I'm going to feel my feelings about it too. I'm going to feel steamy. I'm going to feel spicy. But I'm also going to try to see everybody that's is, is, uh, having those feelings inside me. And even when I consult with everybody, I hope. Uh, so in some sense, I guess I'm saying thank you. But also... I'm saying thank you as a warning because I, I'm going to have other strong feelings uh, that might impact how, I, uh, you know, uh, that I'm not treating you from a place of caring, of seeing you, how you're seeing things, uh, or seeing you having feelings from seeing things too. So I hope I can stay connected to that. Uh, um, so thanks for putting that tool in my toolbox, and uh, thanks for... I'll miss cinnamon spice, uh, but I guess I could have a bowl. I don't know if I could have a bowl of it, uh, but I'm going to rest for a little while before I try to move on to this next decision-making process. Uh, so if you're listening to this, I'm going to say good. I'm going to see myself uh, saying good night to myself. Good night.